The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, because these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief, you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, a happy Easter to you all may seem like old news, but we get to celebrate this great wonder for 50 days. And I pray for all of us, it is uh, a 50 days of joyful hope, born of love's triumph over hate, and Jesus's risen life in us. Today's gospel, of course, is a famous passage of uh, our friend Thomas who uh, gets stuck with that moniker, Doubting Thomas. And I confess I've always had um, some fondness, some sympathy for Thomas. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we've all spent some time, I suspect, in the company of Doubting Thomas. Right? Feeling like we missed out and perhaps wanting a sign, wanting some confirmation 
in our lives and in our faith. And when you think about it, it's not fair to sort of pick on Thomas in this story at all, is it? Because he says that he won't believe unless he can touch and can see. But remember, the other ten apostles, guess what they got to do? They got to touch and to see. So their faith itself is born of this encounter uh, with Christ. And I might point out, it's a week later now, and guess where they are still? Locked in a room somewhere, still terrified, still not convinced enough in this eternal life in the risen Christ to sort of venture forth. There is one line here in this gospel, I think, that is among the most poignant for me in this whole Easter season. And uh, it's not much of a line except what it conveys. So at the point in the story where Thomas is saying, unless I see, I won't believe. The line that follows that is simple enough. Now, one week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Right? You see why that's so potentially important? Because despite Thomas's disbelief, despite his sort of unwillingness to believe his ten brothers that he knew and loved, despite that hostility almost on his part, that closed-mindedness, he hasn't been expelled from the community, has he? However, those other ten took his challenge. It wasn't something that broke the relationship. It wasn't something that merited ostracization or expulsion or rejection or hostility. You see, Thomas was still welcome. The community that had come to believe was capable of making room for this brother of theirs at that moment, still searching, seeking to have faith in the risen Christ. I think this is a powerful message for all of us believers. On whatever side we are, and let's face it, we'll be in both camps at one point or another in our lives. We will on a good day be among those who have the faith who have enough cookies in the jar that we can help others believe and we can stand with them and we can hold them in prayer and in respect as we encourage, nurture their faith. And we'll also surely at times be the one who feels on the outside, who feels that they can't quite muster the faith of the people around them who feel perhaps different and whose own journey, whose own story, and we've all got a story, whose own story makes faith at a moment of trial perhaps more difficult. Let's stay together, shall we? But not in a locked room somewhere. Let's make this room for each other for the growth of faith. And let's do it in our lives, in our families, in our workplaces, in our world. 
as we take this joyful hope of our Easter faith and share it and allow it to make room for those in need of hope and faith today and tomorrow in our own world.